हेलो माय व्यूअर्स आई एम डॉक्टर सुनीता कोठारी सीनियर गायनेकोलॉजिस्ट टुडेज टॉपिक इज पजाइनल डिस्चार्ज पजाइनल डिस्चार्ज इज मोस्ट ऑफन अ नॉर्मल एंड रेगुलर ओकरेंस हाउ एवर देर आर सर्टन टाइप ऑफ पजाइनल डिस्चार्ज दैट कैन इंडिकेट एन इन्फेक्शन abnormal discharge may be yellow or green chunky inconsistency or foul swelling yeast or the bacterial infection usually causes abnormal discharge if we notice any discharge that looks unusual or smell foul we should see a doctor type of vaginal discharge there are several type of the vaginal discharge these types are categorized based on their color and consistency some type of the vaginal discharge are normal other may indicate an underlying condition that require treatment white discharge a bit of the white discharge especially at the beginning or end of the menstrual cycle is normal however if the discharge is accompanied by itching and has thick cottage cheese like consistency or appearance it is not normal and needs treatment this type of the discharge may be a sign of the yeast infection clear and watery discharge a clear and watery discharge is perfectly normal it can occur at any time of the month it may be especially heavy after the exercise clear and stretchy discharge when discharge is clear but stretchy and mucus like rather than watery it indicates that you are likely ovulating this is a normal type of the discharge brown or bloody discharge brown or bloody discharge is usually normal especially when it occurs during or right after your menstrual cycle a late discharge at the end of your period can look brown instead of red you may also experience a small amount of the bloody discharge between the periods this is called spotting if the spotting occurs during the normal time of your period and you are recently had sex without protection this could be a sign of pregnancy spotting during an early phase of pregnancy can be a sign of miscarriage so it should be discussed with the doctor in rare cases brown or bloody discharge can be a sign of endometrial or cervical cancer it could be other problem such as the fibroid or the other abnormal growth 
This is why it is important to get a yearly pelvic examination and pap smear. Yellow or green discharge. A yellow or green discharge, especially when it is thick, chunky or accompanied by an unpleasant smell, it's not normal. This type of the discharge may be a sign of infection, trichomoniasis. It's commonly spread through the sexual intercourse. Definition What is the definition of the discharge? Vaginal discharge is a common presenting symptom and may be either physiological or pathological. The most common cause of the vaginal discharge are physiological, bacterial, vaginosis and candida infection. Sexually transmitted disease or STDs are non-infective cause need consideration. A normal physiological discharge is a white in clear non-offensive discharge that varies with the menstrual cycle. Now, what is the etiology of the discharge? Causes of the vaginal discharge can be non-infective and they can be due to the trichomonas due to the sexually transmitted infection, non-sexually transmitted infection and physiological discharge. Now, the non-infective causes are newborn infant may have a small amount of vaginal discharge, sometimes mixed in with a little blood due to the high level of circulating maternal estrogen. This should disappear by two weeks of the age. During the reproductive years, the fluctuating level of the estrogen and progesterone throughout the menstrual cycle affect the quality and quantity of the cervical mucus, which is perceived by the woman as a change in their vaginal discharge. Initially, when estrogen is low, the mucus is thick and sticky. As estrogen level rises, mucus gets progressively clear, wetter and more stretchy. After ovulation, there is increase in the thickness and stickiness of the mucus once more. At menopause, the normal amount of vaginal discharge decreases as estrogen level falls. Cervical polyp and ectopy. Foreign bodies, for example, retain tampon, vulval dermatitis, erosive lichen planus, genital tract malignancy, for example, cancer of the cervix and the uterus or the ovary. Non-sexually transmitted infection. Bacterial vaginosis is most commonly seen in sexually active women who have a concurrent STD. 
Candida infection caused by an overgrowth of Candida albicans. Sexually transmitted infection are due to the Chlamydia and Neisseria gonorrhea. Trichomonas vaginalis, particularly common in the young women attending the genitourinary medicine and is frequently found in association with the infection with the Neisseria gonorrhea. Sign and symptoms of the vaginal discharge. A full clinical and sexual history should be sought with a particular note of the nature of the discharge. What has changed? Color, onset, duration, color and consistency and associated symptom. These may include itching, superficial dyspareunia or dysuria, abdominal pain, deep dyspareunia, abnormal bleeding, dysuria and pyrexia. Also consider concurrent medication, for example, use of antibiotics, corticosteroids, previous treatment used and medical condition like diabetes and immunocompromised states. Symptoms suggestive that discharge is abnormal include a discharge that is heavier than usual and a discharge that is thicker than usual. Pus-like discharge. Pus-like discharge can be due to white and clumpy discharge, grayish, greenish, yellowish or blood-tinged discharge, foul-smelling or fishy or rotting meat discharge, a discharge accompanied by blood, bloodiness, itching, burning or rash or soreness. Presentation Non-sectory transmitted infection Vaginal discharge Bacterial vaginosis causes a thin, profuse and fishy-smelling discharge without itching or soreness. Candiasis Thick, white, non-offensive discharge which is associated with the vulval itch and soreness may cause mild dyspareunia and external dysuria. Infective vaginal discharge Chlamydia trachomatis, Neisseria gonorrhea and trichomonal vaginalis can present with the vaginal discharge but may also be asymptomatic. They are associated with an increased risk of HIV transmission. Trichomonal vaginalis Trichomonal vaginalis may cause an offensive yellow vaginal discharge, which is often profuse and frothy, associated with the vulval itching and soreness, dysuria, abdominal pain, and superficial dyspareunia. 
Chlamydia trachomatis causes a copious purulent vaginal discharge, but it is asymptomatic in 80% of the women. Nigeria gonorrhea may present with a purulent vaginal discharge, but it is uh, asymptomatic in up to 50% of the women. Non-infective causes of vaginal discharge. Within foreign bodies result in a foul-smelling, serosanguous discharge. Diagnosis is confirmed on examination. Cervical polyp and ectopy tends to be asymptomatic, but there may be increased discharge and intermenstrual bleeding. Diagnosis is made on the speculum examination. Genital tract malignancy Presentation varies and in some cases, a persistent vaginal discharge not responding to conventional treatment may be the first clue. Diagnosis is made on the examination and biopsy. History of trauma or surgery is suggestive of the fistula. There may be a foul or feculent discharge in association with a recurrent urinary tract infection. Allergic reaction. Diagnosis is suspected on taking the history, for example, use of irritant chemicals in douching, contact and latex and semen. Vaginal discharge in pregnancy. The quality and the quantity of vaginal discharge often changes during the pregnancy with most women producing more discharge during the pregnancy. Bacterial vaginosis. Bacterial vaginosis is associated with late miscarriage, preterm labor, premature rupture of membrane, low birth weight, and postpartum endometriosis. Routine screening during the pregnancy is not yet recommended and current guidelines support screening only for the woman with a previous preterm birth prior to 28 weeks of gestation or second trimester miscarriage. Candiasis Candiasis is very common in pregnancy. 30 to 34% and often asymptomatic. There is no evidence of any harm to the fetus. Trichomonal vaginalis increasing thought to be associated with the preterm delivery and low birth weight. Vaginal discharge following miscarriage, abortion or delivery. These patients should be fully investigated and empirically treated whilst awaiting results of the swab. Bacterial vaginosis is associated with the endometritis and pelvic inflammatory disease following abortion but retained product of conception should be considered in all the women.
particularly in the presence of heavy growth of the coliform. How we diagnose the vaginal discharge? Swab should be taken. Endocervical swab in the transport medium to diagnose the gonorrhea. Endocervical swab for a chlamydia DNA amplification test to diagnose the chlamydia trachomatis. Vaginal pH testing using the narrow range pH paper is a quick, cheap and simple test that can help discriminate between the bacterial vaginosis pH 4.5 or above and vulvovaginal candiasis pH less than 4.5. A high vaginal swab HVS is only worthwhile where there are recurrent symptoms, treatment failure or in pregnancy, postpartum, post-abortion or post-instrumentation. Prevention and screening. Good basic personal hygiene, cleanliness without the use of douches, and perfumed chemical agent with avoidance of tight synthetic clothing. Treatment of the sexual partners. Management. Taking history with a particular care to elicit clue suggestive of presence of an STD. If there are suggestions that there might be an STD or for recurrent infection, Refer to the gum clinics. The finding of the STD should prompt patient education and counseling, screening for the other STDs including chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis and HIV. And the sexual contact, tracing for the testing and appropriate management. Infective non-sexually transmitted and sexually transmitted cause of the vaginal discharge. Metronidazole and clindamycin administered either orally or vaginally are effective in treatment of bacterial vaginosis. Women with the bacterial vaginosis who are pregnant or breastfeeding may use metronidazole 400 mg twice daily for 7 days or intravaginal therapies. A 2 gram stat dose should not be recommended. Testing and treatment of male sexual partner is not indicated but should be considered where there are female sexual partners. Vaginal and oral azole antifungal are equally effective in treatment of vaginal candiasis. Oral treatment should be avoided in pregnancy. Women have this vulval symptom of candiasis. Topical antifungal may also be used until symptoms resolve. There is no need of routine screening or 
treatment of sexual partner in the management of candidiasis. Non-infective causes of vaginal discharge are retained foreign bodies. Most can be manually removed, but these are occasionally be very small, like fibrous material or small beads in a child's vagina. A small piece of torn condom and so not readily visible and require a lavage. In children, this may require sedation. Where large or irregularly shaped object causes spasm of the vaginal wall, sedation or anesthesia may also be needed. A short course of antibiotic may be needed if the object was there long enough to cause secondary infection. Cervical polyp and ectopy, excision of the large symptomatic or suspicious looking polyp may be necessary. Allergic reaction, treatment include identifying and removing the cause. What is the management of the recurrent discharge? General advice is the same as for acute infection but See individual articles for the detailed advice. Where there is a recurrent bacterial vaginosis, suppressive treatment with the metronidazole vaginal gel may be considered. Evidence to support other vaginal regimes is limited. Management of the persistent discharge. In some cases, Repeated examination and screening yield no positive results, yet the patient still complains of vaginal discharge. It is then appropriate to explore with the patient's nature of the discharge and relate this to the normal physiological discharge. To review the personal hygiene habits, Advice to avoid douches, perfume product and tight synthetic clothes and to explore, explore the possibility of hidden complaints such as depression, anxiety or psychosexual dysfunction. Postmenopausal atrophic changes may dispose women to repeated episode of vaginitis which may respond well to the hormonal cream or the passeries. Prevalence and the risk factors. The most common cause of pathological vaginal discharge in the women of child-bearing age is bacterial vaginosis. 50% of the cases of the bacterial vaginosis are asymptomatic, so the true prevalence is unknown. Vulvovaginal candidiasis affect about 75% of women at some point during their reproductive life. 40 to 50% have two or more episodes and 10 to 20% may have harbor the candida asymptomatically at any one time. So, this is a nutshell about the vaginal discharge.
Thank you for listening my podcast and wait for my next podcast. Thank you you.